Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor, Tenkar's Tavern Blog, Discord server, Mimi Group, Facebook Group, Twittering, Instagram, and don't forget the YouTube channel, youtube.com backwards slash Eric Tenkar. Additional material will pop up on YouTube. You don't have to watch most of it. You can still listen, but that's where it will be. So, before I delve into tonight's topic, I got some voicemails. We got one from Jason. Well, we got a couple from Jason. The first one deals with the VTT episodes. Let's step away and listen to Jason for a minute. Hey, Eric. Jason here. As far as virtual games, Roll20 is great, especially when it all works and the audio and visual works. Because I think to bring the game experience virtually, you need that visual. Ideally, you, you'll have a you know video and be able to look at all the players. They'll be able to look at you. I think that's a huge part of it. The, the tools are nice, you know, Fog of War tokens. And if I was doing a tactical dungeon crawl, I'd use all that. But I've moved back to Zoom for the most part. And just Zoom as a whiteboard. I can share audio on Zoom. I can share PowerPoints and... I can do tactical maps, and I can move tokens on PowerPoints by one. But with Zoom, I can look at everybody. They can look at me. Just use paper character sheets at home. Roll real dice at home. You don't need all that virtual crap. All you need to do is see the players, interact with them. And like I say, with the whiteboard, you can throw up maps, images, sounds if you want to. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess VTTs are a matter of personal preference, much like a rule system, right? You you, you play with what you feel comfortable with. And I, I could do a whole episode on things like Screen Monkey and Klug Works and other, like, was it, was it a map tool? Other VTTs that I have played with back in the day. But uh, I'll save that for another podcast. Now, Jason uh, also has some thoughts on the, uh, I'll talk about the uh, Kickstarter episode, Nazi Dracula Must Die. I think I'm calling it the right thing. Anyway, I got like a staff of like 21 people working on it. So Jason has a few comments and we'll, we'll step away for Jason. Hey, Eric, Jason here. Just listen to your last episode about Nazi Dracula Must Die or whatever. Um, you also see some of the same ideas, cultural ideas, in the current Zweihander colonial gothic team-up Flames of Freedom. Um, you, you know, the idea that they're not going to touch the the darker aspects of the game, of the, the setting, but they're just going to do the nice parts. Um, I don't know. I think you can put the whole setting out and you can just leave out what you don't want to, to be honest. But... As far as this stuff goes, are they going to be... You know, sure, Nazis are bad. Were all German soldiers bad? You know, is there some... You know, is there some degree of culpability? I don't know. I do know, but... You know, are they going to touch that in the game? Or is it just Germans bad? I don't know. Anyhow, sorry, I've got allergies. I'm driving, so the audio here is probably pretty horrible. But I... I get being culturally sensitive, and in fact, I'm all for it. I think you need to approach things. Any modern game needs to approach things the correct way. They they really do. There's no excuse these days not to. But, I don't know. Nazis are bad enough. Do you really need vampires in there, too? I mean, it could be fun. I looked at it. 
back when it first came out on Kickstarter and dismissed it because it just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, I think I'd go to Dracula, Dracula Dossier and then use a different system if I was going to do that. But, you know, I, I think you bring some interesting points up with the economic aspects. Anyhow, talk to you later on. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Jason, all right. Yeah, I, I'll give you that much that uh, we are in different times, and yes, certain modern sensibilities must be included while uh, designing such games and or settings. And I believe even uh, Frog Guy Games uh, hired individuals that when they were working on their, uh, I guess, Aztec, I think it's an Aztec type of setting. But in any case, Native Central American cultures, uh, they hired some cultural sensitivity individuals that had, uh, I guess, a background in that. And I guess, yeah. We've come a long way from when uh, Oriental Adventures, and I guess even Bushido can be uh, slapped out there, so... So, what are we talking about now? Well, on the blog side, the Frugal GM put up a great post. It's titled Armchair Legal Aid, Sunday, October 18th, 2020. And he's not a lawyer, but he's got degrees in business information management, library science, and he is somebody who's had to take classes in legal issues concerning Copyright and trademark. What is copyright and trademark come up? Well, it came up the other day when I was talking about the TSR trademark. And here's the thing with the TSR trademark. The current TSR registration, or the most current TSR registration, was canceled. So, you could say uh, there's no longer a registered trademark for it. What does that mean? Well, again, you can read the post. I would advise that you do so. You can read the booklet that he links from the U.S. Uh, I guess uh, USPTO, the uh, Patent and Trademark Office. And uh, I, I know most of you aren't going to read it. All right. I mean, here I'll be honest with you. I haven't read it. Okay. And I'm sure other people currently involved in this dispute haven't read it. So, what can you what, what can you take from that? Well, he says uh, on page thirteen. Look at the subsection. Is federal registration of my mark required? No. In the United States, parties are not required to register their marks to obtain protectable rights. You can establish common law rights as a mark based solely on use of the mark in commerce without a registration. Now. I'm going to armchair right now and throw out a thought. With, quote, the new TSR, they're still using that mark. It might have been canceled by the trademark office, right? But it doesn't mean that they don't have common law rights. I mentioned that earlier on the blog side when I was talking about this, but common law rights, though, you can still defend your mark in commerce. However, you have to fight for it. And all this stuff involves lawyers, and it's a lot easier to defend your mark if it is a trademark. 
So, you don't have to have a trademark. Having one basically expands upon your right to make certain things easier, but you don't actually have to register your trademark for it to be a trademark. Okay. So he goes on to other things, but then the frugal GM points out stuff. Here's from page 14. Here's a list of stuff that the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office doesn't do. This is important. Doesn't decide whether you have the right to use a mark, which differs from a right to register. No law requires that you federally register your mark in order to acquire rights in the mark. So that would mean, theoretically, right? I have not registered Tankar's Tavern. If somebody theoretically wanted to, I don't know, uh, do a Tankar's Troll Tavern shirt to mock the tavern, um, I would still have legal rights to that mark because I've been using it consistently and pretty much daily since 2009. However, if I were to defend that mark in such a, such a manner, I would have to probably hire a lawyer or get one pro bono. Uh, I guess it depends on uh, the friends you have and who you know. But let's move on from there. The trademark office and the patent, the patent office does not enforce your rights in the mark or bring legal action against a potential infringer. Which would mean that there's a dispute between new TSR and the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum who gets paid lawyers. I mentioned that earlier. Right? This is not a hypothetical. That's actually who gets paid. Because to protect your rights or to claim rights, say, hey, I got a registration registered trademark here that was uh, canceled or abandoned. Um, and now I've registered it. Well, common law says the prior holder who is still currently using that mark, even if the registration is not current, still has common law rights. Again, who's going to make money off this? Not the new TSR and not the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum, but lawyers. Okay. Uh, it the, the Patent Office will not conduct trademark searches for the public. They will not comment on the validity of a registered mark. They will not insist you with policing your mark against infringers. They will not assist you with recordation, I think I'm saying recordation, of your mark with U.S. Customs and Border Protection. They will not answer questions prior to filing on whether a particular mark or type of mark is eligible for trademark registration and nor will they offer legal advice or opinions about common law trademark rights, state registrations, or trademark infringement claims. So, then he goes on to say, uh, the point a few of us have been trying to make is, well, why apply for somebody else's trademark? The counter-argument is that these are dead trademarks, but are they really? You don't have to have a trademark application to have a trademark as there is what we call common law protections. And in this case, the trademark applications that are currently pending for TSR include uh, iconic graphics 
that are still being used on products that Hasbro is selling today on drive-thru RPG in print-on-demand and PDF. You can go and grab uh, these classic adventures and they will still have these trademarks being in use. So, what does that make? What does that put in the position of? Again, I'm going to say this. Uh, I guess the only clear way I can say it. The only people can make money off this? Lawyers. Now, he does bring up an interesting point, and uh, I, I don't, I don't have the ability to probably delve in deeper to this because the parties in this uh, are under non. Well, one side is under a non-disclosure agreement, and the other side, I'm pretty sure, will not talk with me. But what about the trademark for Gygax magazine? According to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office will also refuse registration of a proposed mark for many other reasons, including if the mark is a surname. So that would mean, catch this, theoretically, the Gygax trademark shouldn't even be a trademark. Uh, I don't know how and which, you know, again, remember, that, that dispute was settled out of court, okay? There was an agreement that was reached. After the spending, my understanding of six figures on both sides of the dispute, it was expensive. And in the end, the only winners were the lawyers. The magazine still died, right? We didn't win. Gamers didn't win. What's going to happen with this? Are gamers going to win? I don't think so. Okay? No matter who comes out with the TSR trademark, who knows? Maybe Hasbro comes and says, hey, wait a second. That shit's ours. Um, whoever comes out of this with it isn't going to be a winner because their pockets are going to be a lot lighter. And that's a fucking shame on all sides. All right? I don't think that the, uh, I, I don't think the quote, new TSR is is rolling in bucks and is looking to spend thousands of dollars defending a trademark claim. Um, I sincerely doubt that the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum, I'm still trying to get that right, uh, is looking to spend thousands of dollars to enforce their trademark claim. Again, in these situations, the only... Individuals that make money are the lawyers. Folks, huge thanks uh, to the Frugal GM. He did a great job with the article. I advise that you will read it. TankHorseTavern.com. Uh, the post for today, Sunday, October 18, 2020. We are still in the world of pandemics, right? It's still COVID-19. I can't stress it enough. That's why you hear it every episode. Common sense. Use your common sense to take the precautions that you need to keep yourself, your loved ones, your family, your friends, your community healthy and safe. If you need medical advice, I don't give it. I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional, but I'm sure you know one. Hopefully it's one that you trust. Talk to them. Take their advice. 
Other than that, be safe, be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And uh, God willing, I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks.